If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I'm Melissa Katie, The Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro. We finally made it back to another Saturday Salutations, where we say hello to the world and to each other and let you know what's been going on in the podcast in the past and what's upcoming, or any other random tangents that Kevin and I like to go on. Um, you never know. Um, never know. Random topics. How are you today? I am not bad. How are you doing? Not bad. Not I would bad. say... Uh, we have beautiful weather in Austin, Texas today, but the most consistent thing about Texas weather, uh, or most predictable thing is predictably unpredictable. So, you know, I'm going to enjoy the days as they come when they're nice. So how's Oregon? Oregon is well, it, um, we've had some, the weather is a little bizarre. Um, we had, we've had some snow and uh, in different areas have been worse. Portland got hit last week really, really bad. Yeah, California. Uh, oh man, California. Awesome. Well, yeah, I can talk about that in a little yeah. bit. Um, because I had to drive over those passes, and wow. it was, uh, it was, it was uh, again an interest. I, and I've driven that pass lots and lots because I grew up in Carson, um, Tahoe area. Mm -hmm. But holy moly, um. So we were down there for Memorial and, uh, and I knew kind of knew the, we were watching the weather the whole time, watching the weather the whole time. And then, um, the day after the mem the, uh, Memorial kind of hit the mountains and I'm like, okay, we're not going to get over. So I actually flew my wife home and said, she found a plane ticket and got her home because she had to work. I had, she had to, you know, she's in their urgent care. So it's kind of harder for her to miss things than me. Yeah. So she got out and had no problems because she flew into Eugene, which is a small regional airport, like just mm -hmm. south of our, of Corvallis. But it, luckily she didn't go to Portland because Portland was an absolute Disaster. crap show. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just sitting there watching this, you know, watching the passes and watching the passes and watching the passes. And then I saw this little teeny window on Thursday morning and so just booked, like just just got trying to get there as fast as car as we as I could, and you know watching the chain requirements. I didn't want to put chains on, and um, we just got a a, a Prius all wheel drive. Mm. When we have with four snow tires on it, and that was so the restrictions was literally chains or all wheel drive or four wheel drive with snow tires. Mm. And man, that car was awesome. Like wow. It, it did so well. And I only had one little tiny moment where I even felt the slightest bit of slipping, but otherwise the traction was great. The drive over was always a nightmare because um, blowing snow and then the trucks, man, I don't know where these trucks, like these are the big freaking semis and just doing stupid stuff. Like, mm. I, I don't know. I think th those guys are insane. Um, anyway, so I made it over the pass. And then I was worried about Southern Oregon, but luckily Southern Oregon wasn't too bad other than in Oregon. I know I, I started counting. Like we have like five like summits we have to get over between our house and my mom's house on one particular route. And it just can suck. Like, like Southern. So I grew up in Carson. Carson's over 4,000 feet base elevation. Mm -hmm. So Southern Oregon, the pass over through Ashland 
is a little over 4,000 feet. So I'm like, oh, that's nothing. That's a dinky little test. No, it's a big deal when you're comparing that to sea level. And when the snow comes, it's a, I mean, all these things that you would think are low elevation become just absolute nightmares trying to get through. Hmm. And Oregon was probably, I mean, the I-80 I was scary, but the, but the section between Medford and Grants Pass was probably the scariest to drive because there were no chain controls. Mm. And I had no idea what the other cars, what their capabilities were. And that mm. was, you know, then you're just like these people, I don't know if they're going to skid out in front of me or they're going to smash into me and they're, you know, everybody's passing everybody. And it's like, I know you guys know, most of you don't know how to drive in snow. Cause I've seen you drive in snow <laughs> in, in Oregon and most of you suck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I don't, I, it's, it's always interesting when the snow comes and this weather has been, my mom actually just texted me today and she, they're getting even more snow. Oh. They're like, they're just, it is insane. The amount of snow that they're getting up in That's the Sierras. Crazy. It is freaking nuts. So when you say being, I'm not from a place where snow tires are part of my uh, vocabulary. Um, what, what, do, how do they look different than your other just regular so tires the, so and there's different grades of snow tires we have like the whatever the super traction ones that have i think i forgot what the little symbol was like a mountain with this thing they're deeper tread mm -hmm. and then the tire is actually softer oh so um and that's why you don't want to drive snow tires apparently all the time as they're softer and then they wear faster so you're you only want to drive them in the winter time um but it's pretty impressive. Like I was, I was shocked at how well they did. They are not good, obviously, on ice, but um, man, on the snow, they they grip really well. My wife had on her other car used to have studs, so studs are the ones with a little metal mm. like tacks in them, and you can hear them when they're driving. You, you probably don't have them in Texas, but you'll hear them when they're driving, and because they're legal in Oregon from November first to April. Hmm. I think November first, April first, and most most places don't allow them because they tear up the roads, but yeah. those have those are really good for ice because they will, you know, they just kind of grip it. You can kind of hear them. They kind of almost feel like, I don't want to say tap shoes, but you can hear the metal hitting the road when yeah. you're driving around. Hmm. But uh, I was like, well, we don't, I don't want to get studs for this new car because if we're driving across state lines, they're illegal in California. So this is the first time we've had dedicated snow tires. And I was really, really impressed. I was like, hmm. we bonded. Me and that car bonded on that drive. <laughs> we became so close you know yeah she's named everything and i'm like you and me you know if my wife ever is done with you you can come how many days did it take you it only took but it was 12 a little over 12 hours to drive oh. and it usually is about nine ish hours so it wasn't too bad mm -hmm. um granted there were sections that i was driving really fast mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it's just kind of long yeah so what was what did you learn for about the California situation? Because I didn't tap into that. The, which one? You said the California getting hit with the oh yeah. So they've just so they started in December and they've just had massive snow dumps hmm. and then um I, I like kind of cleared up really briefly and then it started again when let's see. Uh, what what's today? So uh, it was a week Thanks. ago. The fourth. Yeah, so it started snowing on the twenty first of February, and then mm. it got pretty bad on the twenty second, mm. or it was starting to get bad. 
And then it it really hasn't stopped because as I, I was looking at it, I was like, well, if I, I was supposed to um, go back to work on Thursday and I knew that, and I'm like, well, okay, if I, I'm going to miss it. It's not a huge big deal. Um, but I was looking at the weather, trying to figure out, well, where's the window that I'm going to be able to get over the pass. I see. So we have, we have like two routes that we can go. One way is if we go North from Nevada, it's, um, it can be snowy. It's a little bit more rural, but usually it's not as bad because most of the snow gets caught mm. on the West side of that. But then we still have to get over the cascades and that can be a nightmare if there's snow mm. and, um, and there was snow. So I'm like, I don't want to take that road. Cause also it's, you're out in the middle of nowhere in some situations, right? but it would, you would just watch. It was like snow, snow, snow. And then it was like, Oh, this seems to be good. And then you get closer to the date and it's like, no, that's bad. And this day's good. Um, so I'm like, if I had not caught that window when I caught it, I don't know when I would have gotten home. Like wow. the, the, that afternoon, the afternoon I got over. So I left in the morning and was over by 10 ish. I think I was over the pass for sure by 10, probably a little earlier than that. And by that afternoon, the pass was shut down. Like literally no one was wow. on the pass, like nothing. Wow. So, awesome. um, yeah. And it was bad. All is bad. <laughs> It's just, it's just bad and it sucks to be on the road with people driving and you can't see. And, you know, I had one guy, he had one of those Mercedes, um, camper vans that must've been four wheel drive, like kind of tricked out for back road camping. Mm -hmm. And I was so glad he was in front of me because it was tall and it was big and he had his hazards on. So there's times you're just like, okay, just follow the hazards, just follow the hazards. Right. Snow is blowing all over the place. Wow. Yeah. So those are adventures. I don't really like them anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you got through <laughs> like, it. Yeah. You survived. It wasn't, I mean, there was a couple of times when I was younger, I went over and I remember, oh, this is not a big deal. And I just put chains on, but uh, it's just not, I don't know, I guess as, as I have gotten older, I just don't feel the, it's not fun. <laughs> it's yeah. just really, just really not that fun. I like low maintenance temperatures where you can just like not have to have multiple layers and not as much stuff to pack and, yeah, it's it's just nice. Yeah. But, well, why don't we tap into what's happened in the last week or two with the podcast? And let's see, it's been kind of a weird last few weeks for both of us. But um, let's see, today is the fourth. And let me just hop back to uh, episode 237 that released just before Valentine's on February 12th. Corey Fawcett, a returning... Uh, retired surgeon who has uh, written quite a few books, including starting your practice uh, right, or as we said, starting your career right. Um, great book. And uh, that's something that released. Uh, we also released a deep dive on that the following Sunday. So make sure to check out that one. Uh, we also did some Thursday throwbacks um, before today. And that was Dr. Caldwell Esselstein, uh, surgeon who went to plant-based diet advocacy. Um, that was really spectacular. Also, Dr. Michael Greger, who uh, is vegan and uh, promotes similar kind of uh, plant-based or whole food type lifestyle. And uh, we had a funny thing is we have a little triple th Thursday throwback with our more dietary focus, nutrition focus, and Dr. Colin Zhu, who's the uh, quote-unquote 
the chef doc um, that was back from episode 60 and that released just this past Thursday. So if you ever missed those back in, I guess it's probably 2020, make sure to go back and check those out. Those are really great episodes, uh, especially if you just kind of have a nutritional curiosity, dietary curiosity, um, especially when you're looking at physicians who have recognized the value and importance of it, which has not been heavily, heavily taught in our medical schools, um, at least up to about now. I think they're starting to trickle some into some schools, but still needs a lot of work. So any comments yeah. for any of those? Um, no, I just kind of find it interesting because those were from, those were way back in 2020, 2020, 2021, I think, because they were like December, January, Let's see. Of that kind of transition year. And, um, I'm almost positive because if that was, really yes, we, I think we did it in January. So yeah, it January was, it was just, yeah, it was January, 2021. I take that back. Yeah. So we had just shifted out of the 2020. And, um, and I think around January, 2021 is when I watched that, um, the a life on planet earth, David Attenborough's kind of thing that was on Netflix. And that really oh. made real attention to, to kind of the climate change and, um, and really one of the impacts of that was how our eating affects climate change. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the simplest things that you can do is just decrease your consumption of meat. Mm -hmm. So we, we cut back substantially. Uh, my wife's already a vegetarian and that I cut back. Um, and then this last month I was like, well, let's try to go vegan for the month. And that was really interesting. We, we, our neighbors went vegan. I don't know exactly when, but we had talked to them a, a little bit about it and I'm like, oh, let's just try and see. So it's going to be already kind of vegetarian anyway. Um, and there's a lot of options, like way more options than I think was a long time ago mm -hmm. uh, with kind of like the vegan butter and the vegan kind of cheesy things to kind of make up for the dairy stuff. Yeah. Uh, we weren't a hundred percent cause we, we do we kind of kind of a social omnivore. So if you're out, don't be super difficult. Like if you're a yep. restaurant, don't be a pain in the ass because those yep. are never fun to be with. Yep. Um, um, and I don't think I would sustain it either. Cause there was, I still like the dairy things, but anything you can do to cut back on the meat and actually the dairy too, um, is a good thing and it's healthy. And I had some really, really good vegan food. Like, I have a sandwich that we ate when we were up in Astoria that I'm I'm still like salivating thinking about right now. And then there was a, I made a soup that was this coconut greens, sweet potato thing that I've made three times in the month. Cause it was so good. Wow. I made a vegan shepherd's pie twice. That's fantastic. Wow. Anyway. So I, I, the plant-based thing is like, and one of the simplest things is just to kind of transition to it. I, I always, I get amazed. I could, I can't eat vegetables. I'm like, you haven't tried vegetables. You haven't prepared vegetables. Yeah. You you just what you know. You're not even trying because yeah. there's some uh, really good stuff out there. There's more variety to vegetables than meat, in my opinion. Like the numbers of different kinds of vegetables. I mean, on your hand, you can like. I mean, granted, there are some other animals that you could eat that most people don't eat. You could eat crickets. I mean, for crying out loud. Um, I've wanted yeah, to try yeah. cricket flour, by the way. That's like something I want to try. I so my, that sounds so interesting. <laughs> speaking of which, my new puppy, they gave me some uh, food topper you can put on top of the food, and it's made with crickets Oh, um, for the protein. And then there's prebiotics in there and some oat flaxseed. They have like several things in it just to kind of mix in some nutrients. Mm -hmm. So 
thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's like chicken, meat, shrimp, fish, all kinds of fish. I mean, but as far as the yeah. categories, there's, it's like pretty standard. And if you want, if you really want to explore and see variety, there are so many fruits and vegetables I've never heard of, you know? And I, I think it's like anything is once you start eating more of that route, like you, you notice, you notice the other stuff more like, mm-hmm. Um, I don't eat a ton of meat, but I still eat meat, but I've noticed since I've cut back a lot, if I eat like something big, like say a huge burger, or actually I can't remember the last time I had a steak. Oh, I had a steak in the last six or seven months, but after a steak, you can almost feel like, holy crap, that was just way too much, way Mm -hmm. too much. And I'm imagining it kind of similar to sugar. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something I'd like to experiment more with too, is kind of cut back on the sugar. We don't eat, I mean, we don't eat a lot of processed food. but like soda, like I haven't, I, I don't drink soda. And so then you drink a soda and you're like, oh my God, how this is so sweet. You know, it's just like insane. Yeah. But. It's funny you said that because uh, there was a, a Coke that was in just a little one. And I think I had like a third of it. Usually my my vice is like diet soda or diet monster. Like that. my caffeine source is not like the healthiest. When I'm ready, I might transition to something healthier and maybe get off caffeine completely. I'm just not in the right state of mind, um, to do that. But, um, but I will say like the, um, the, the sugars, what I was going to say about the Cokes, I only could do like a little bit each, like for three days in a row, I had like a little bit of it. (laughs) I could only handle so much. I just wanted the taste. So it makes you realize how addicting, um, or addictive some of these things can be. Um, but yeah, like you said, the meat, the processed foods, the sugars and alcohol, like mm. you realize if you just, if you just, it's like, you just get your little like fix just a little bit and it reminds you, you know, kind of how you're fine without it. <laughs> and then you also feel the effects of it when you have like time between those and you realize there's some association to, you know, whether it's heavy. I, I definitely don't feel that heaviness with meat. If I just have like a couple bites with my, my salad mm. versus like a big portion, like on a burger or something like that. Yeah. But I, I think part of it's also the bread with the meat and all that goes with it or the yeah. fries. <laughs> oh, I still like the fries. Yeah. But I love sweet potato fries. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it, but it, it, you know, it's all this simple stuff. We have talked a little bit about health and there's this, these, these people get wrapped up in all this you know, nonsense and, and supplements and magic, this and magic powders and magic hormone replacements or whatever. And I, and I would, before you do any of that stuff, just focus on the basics. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, nobody, the reason you're not going to hear about them is because they're basic and nobody's going to be able to make a lot of money off of it mm-hmm. um, because they can't make some secret, whatever, but man, just cut back on the meat, cut back on the processed foods, increase your vegetables. And there's many, many ways to do it and move your body. Yeah. And it's like, there's not, I mean, if you start there and sleep, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's something that we, we all know and very few pursue. And um, I shouldn't say they're very few, but people tend to, they know it, but they neglect it. And I think yeah. it's because people don't understand just just the impact it has over time. Like you may not feel it today. You may not feel it tomorrow, but I guarantee in 60 days, you're going to feel something. And certainly, you know, 300 days, you're going to definitely feel something if you're consistent with it. Yeah. Um, 
I was thinking, you know, I, I haven't talked about my kettlebells in a long time, right? Yeah, so, go ahead. You you got to get it off your chest. I do. Well, because because when I we it was about the wait, it was close to when we started the podcast. I was doing pet kettlebells, wasn't it? Or mm-hmm. within in you, um, you gone through phases of it, I think. Well, I, 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 when I first started, I was talking about it all the time, right? And I think yeah. it was because I had this mission because I started it when I was 48 and I picked up this book and I'm going to, there was, it's called Simple and Sinister and the Sinister variant is being able to do these exercises, which are kettlebell swings and Turkish get-ups with a 48 kilogram bell, which is 105 pounds. And um, for whatever reason, I picked it up. I'm like, I want to be able to do that on my 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. So um I'm turning 50 at the end of this month. And needless to say, I will not be doing the 48, 48 kilogram bell on my birthday. I am hoping that I will be almost transitioned. I mean, I'm in the process right now of working through the 40 kilogram. So that's 88 pound bell. And uh, if I'm doing 60, 60% of the sets with that, I'll be happy on my birthday. So I got about three weeks and I should probably be there. Um, and then I kind of pushed it out. I'm like, okay, well maybe my, by 55, if I'm doing the 48, oh, then I'll be happy with that. Um, but, but what I've been noticing, this is, so this is literally two years of the same program. Mm-hmm. I do it relatively consistent, meaning when I started with the lighter weights up until, up until about the 32 kilogram bell, I was doing them anywhere from four to five days a week. Mm-hmm. And then what I, I found out I was stalling when I was trying to transition to the heavier bells. And so, it, you know, in the books, like, you know, you have to kind of back off. Now you need to go to about three, maybe four. So I'm doing about three days on, I'm trying to average three days a week. So there's plenty of rest time. Mm-hmm. And it is freaking insane. Like the strength difference is nuts. So, awesome. and you just can't, but it is, again, it's one of those things. It's like, this is not a quick thing, but if you told me two years ago, how I would feel like, First of all, I wouldn't believe it, um, but it's it's just doing the day-to-day grind, like yeah. doing the same thing over and over again, you know, it's, um, and, you know, they're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is supposedly the definition of sanity. Well, doing the same thing over and over and over again, and then just monitoring results, I think is the, is kind of a, a modicum of success because it, it, again, it's just, I've never felt as strong. I haven't felt as strong as I am right now since high school. That's awesome. And yeah, it it is. It's so, but it's, it's the same thing like the diet. You just got to just do it and you got to be consistent with it. And there's nothing sexy about it, no. but he produces the results. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, that's awesome. And the thing is, it, it's not the perfection of having to reach the goal. It's creating the goal to move forward to keep doing those things and you still made progress and you're you're recognizing the progress and I always say to people you know it's it's like you may not have gotten the perfection or achieve the full goal but you know with with the changes you've you know you're maintaining at the very least depending on how much you're pushing so you're not losing the muscle And so it's like no point in getting upset with yourself or frustrated or anything like that. It's like, it's the lack of loss that is the benefit, not just what you necessarily gain, um, you know, or get fully to that goal. I, I, I think that's the thing that people forget as we get older, you're going to lose muscle if you don't keep using it and push it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a big, big deal as you're getting older is, is losing it. And then all this, and all these really false beliefs about aging that you can't put on muscle or you can't do this, or you, you know, you can't uh, do heavy weight and you can't, I mean, this it's, 
it's almost all, all that is, it's nonsense. It's like you, yeah. if, if you've never run a marathon, don't think you're going to run out the next day and run a marathon. Right. But if you're 70 years old and you want to run a marathon, I'm not going to tell you you can't. I'm just going to say yeah. you're going to have to start slow. You're going to listen to your body and you got to be consistent with, with your running. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. yeah um, Respect but, the process as yeah. uh, one of the basketball players says. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great quote, you know, because it's. Joel um, Embiid. Who? Joel Embiid, one of the yeah. basketball players. Oh, well. E-M-B-I-I-D. All right. Well, anyway. I love it. You got you to respect, <laughs> you respect the process. You got to respect the process and don't fall into this stuff that just because you're a certain age, you can't do things. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm, I'm right there with you. And plus, you reminded me of one of our episodes on the Blue Zones. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Go back on and listen to that. But, um, well, um, I guess... You know, we've got upcoming episodes. Just stay tuned for releases of that. Um, I was going to mention my news recently is I got a little puppy. So that's uh, very you have a picture because that's a very cute puppy, by the way. It's so small. Oh, well, you know, I'll just have to just, just pull, it to pull it up. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What's the best picture here? Um, he's just precious. I'll go. This is the first day we got him. I'm going to airdrop this to my computer. Um, let's see. Here we go. I'll leave and what you guys... kind of dog? I forgot. You said it was it's a tweeny or something. Tweeny. Well, that's what they say. Um, ironically, and for those of you listening, um, there is a. Oh, let me do a little sharing. Um, okay. Actually, we're going to do a live one. We're on live, but we are going to just show you this cutie. Oh, there he is. He Hello, is Jack. adorable. Let me just close this. I can't see myself. Hello. Hello. He's got a little cough that he does occasionally. And here he is. Like he was I'm born on December 15th. I think he was just a little sleepy, right? Yeah. So he's been sleepy, but um, our cat has not fully accepted him. Um, <laughs> yet, he has, yet. He's gotten a few scares. What about the rabbit? Don't you have a rabbit too? Uh, those passed away. Oh, okay. Um, so now we just have Rico. Um, and he is the most precious little face ever. We sent off some, um, his saliva, um, or skin cells, I should say, um, to a company called, uh, Ooh, I'm trying to think of the, the name of it. But anyway, I send it off. It takes two to three weeks. It'll tell you the percentage of all the dogs he is from. So, mm. Um, so we'll find out, but, you know, apparently Chihuahua Dachshund is the mix. He's got more of a Chihuahua head, little tiny. He doesn't have that long snout, like a yeah, yeah. Dachshund, but little boy. Oh, he's so small. Cute little, his little South paw, white, white left <laughs> paw there. Anyway, he is he's super loving and I fell in love and my husband agreed to let me have my puppy. I haven't had a dog since like, I don't know, 2006. Mm. So anyway um this is my my new life new member of the family yes what did you say and i love my husband what 16 that's how old i was when i had a dog oh i have my husband's background monitoring because you know i can't keep track of this on a live uh video but Mm -hmm. yeah we both have not had a dog in a long time so um it's been it's been a lesson for sure i'm gonna pass them off but um Anyway, so yeah. it was nice to share with the world, Rico. Rico. Uh, oh, and and just so you know what Rico comes from, I know you're going to ask. Suave. 
No, it's Rico Suave, <laughs> no, right? don't say that. <laughs> it is. I know that's what Rico Suave. <laughs> well, Rico is like short in Spanish for Richard, I guess, but Rico means rich, but he's enriched my life. And um, Suave, fact, I... it means he's suave. Smooth. Yeah, and smooth. smooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Corey, my husband, um, actually, you know, this is what really happened. We were going to name him Brisby, short for Brisbane, Australia. Mm. And then my husband got in a, a a mailed thing from a friend with Rico Extra cigars. And he said, "This is my favorite cigar." And I was like, "Rico, Rico." And then then we started trying to call him Rico, and and, and it kind of stuck. But he also loves Miami Vice, with uh, um, Croc. Uh, was it Croc and Tub? What is it? Something in tubs. But anyway, Rico is one of the actors. So oh, I was um, gonna say the dog likes. No, no, no. He's like husband, watching it. <laughs> this is Corey. My husband loves Miami Vice. So anyway, that was one of his favorite movies. So uh, Rico was one of his favorite actors in there. So between Rico, the cigar, Rico, Miami Vice, and and I'm half Mexican. So uh, Rico means rich. And then he enriched my life. And, and we love the trip we had to Puerto Rico. So it was like, there's five reasons to name him Rico. And he looked like a Rico. So there you go. And every time I see him, I'm going to think about Rico Suave now. And I'll hear the song <laughs> playing in my mind as he's walking. I can just see him do a little Suave walk. I know. I know. Well, you know, unfortunately, Corey will probably slap that down and say, no, it's not Rico Suave. But um, anyway, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of work. But um, it's he's still coming over. He had parvovirus, so we're still working on helping him resolve that situation. But any last thoughts, uh, Kevin, or things to add? talking about myself this whole time no i was talking about myself way more than you've been talking about yourself <laughs> well for any of you listening out there um do you want to take us out or you want me to take us out no oh, i can take us out I'll just okay say. do it hey folks this is the change physician with our saturday salutations as always you can hear more of us at thechangephysician.com where you can join and sign up for the community whether you're a physician or a physician ally and until next time stay, stay. well Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.